Hey, welcome back to American Latin Nostalgia, episode 7. I am your host, Garrett, and before we get started on today's topic, I want to bring up some comments and things that listeners sent to me regarding our last show. And if you remember, our last show was on summer vacation and what we did as kids at summer vacation. And I guess a lot of you had a very different experience than I did. So I had somebody tell me that what they remember most about their summer summer break was going into ran, random apartments, swimming pools, and just swimming there with their friends. And then when somebody would catch them, they would just ride their bikes away. That's cool. Um, also, going to the movie theater in the daytime to probably go watch uh, Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. And then, not coming out till it was dark out. And on the way out, they would see the manager that saw them go in there in the morning and <laughs> see them walking out, probably going like, but he couldn't do anything about it. And, you know, looking back, I think there was something that myself and a lot, a couple of my friends did. We would go to the movie theater and watch a couple movies, not knowing that I guess it's considered cheating or stealing. Um, because you know how movie makers need more money. And we don't want a pirate movie. Anyway, at least I saw The Crying Game in third grade. And then I had another listener tell me that she used to watch Sesame Street in the morning also. But then her mom would take her to the park where she would eat with her friends and siblings and then play on the playground while her mom was comadreando with other moms. And that was one of her memories from summertime. There were some of you who did have similar experiences to me. I had a listener tell me about how she used to get home from school and... Uh, make her lunch that was already prepared by her mom and her and her siblings wouldn't dare to do anything crazy because they would get beaten I mean disciplined when they would get home too so yeah similar experiences thank you for sharing and of course as always you can hit the DMs or leave a comment under the post on the grum under a.l.pod that's where we're at Follow us, tell me that I'm handsome, or if you guys have suggestions for the next show or, or ideas, hey, drop a line. I read them all, so. Okay, now we talk about today's show. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I sit in here in my room and I think about all the stores that I used to go to and how they're no longer with us anymore. And then I think about, man, when we go to the store now, Usually we just go get what we need and come right back home. And I remember before, we used to take our time, browse around, look at all the cool stuff, see what else we needed and what we didn't, and then be happy and go home. Is it me? Or does it seem like that whole experience is different? Like now it seems you go to work, but then you also have to go to the gym afterwards to work out. And then you have to go to Target to go buy a new dish rack. But then you also need to go get some groceries. And then you have to go home and cook for the kids and drink some water and eat. And then you have to shower and then you watch a show and then you go to sleep. It seems like we only browse and look around when we're trying to kill some time. The point is, I remember stores being places where you can just go and walk around and browse and spend some time. Because it seems that we had way more free time back then. And so today we're going to be going down the list of the five stores... That are no longer with us, but we still miss. Number 5. Sam Goody, Tower Records, The Warehouse, and any other record store. I'm 
just one store. Wow, we used to go to specific stores to buy music. That's crazy. So we had a couple record stores back in the day, like the warehouse and for a short time, Blockbuster Music. But one of the most popular ones was Sam Goody. And I remember buying one of my last CDs at Sam Goody. It was a Temptations Ultimate Collection. And I think Sam Goody's were only in malls. I don't remember seeing a Sam Goody by itself over here. They were always inside a big shopping mall. And as of July 2022, there are only two physical Sam Goody's left in the United States in Ohio and Oregon. Most of them got turned into FYE stores. And I'm mentioning CDs, but they before that they sold tapes and, and vinyl records. Like now you go to Target to go buy the Billy Eyelash vinyl, but before you had to go to stores like Sam Goody or even Tower. Tower Records. That's probably one of the most popular ones in California and probably the country. Not only because Axl Rose worked there, but because it was like a Hollywood staple. Everybody knew where the Tower Records building was. Including Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. If you believe the Hulu miniseries Pam and Tommy. Which you should only watch if you're a full grown adult. Eventually though, streaming services would add Tower Records to its infinity gauntlet. And so now you can only shop Tower Records online. In the late 90s, we ended up getting Virgin Megastores over here. And Virgin Megastores was just a big overpriced music and movie movie store that also sold comics. And, and that's how Richard Brand got his jet. By selling DVDs and CDs with a 33% markup. A unique thing about Virgin Megastores is it had music stations where you could listen to the newest uh, Rob Zombie album before you head over to the 715 showing of Gladiator. You could just stay there and I would see kids just listen to a bunch of albums there and just stand there and hog the machines. But also Virgin Megastore disappeared when streaming services came along. Both legal and illegal because let's not forget Napster, LimeWire, Kazaa, FrostWire and all those other things that infected our computers back in the day. But let's be real. It's very easy to just blame streaming services but we all had a part in the downfall of music stores. Like right now in my hand, I am holding a Sarah McLaughlin album that I bought in high school when I was going through my alternative phase. Um, I had a big crush on her. Um, I thought she sounded like an angel. And I really liked her despite her late 90s, 2000s short haircut. I thought she was great. But I went and I bought it at Target because it was like three or four dollars cheaper than at the music stores so you know at the same time streaming services really put an end to it but then these prices though and side note if you're still interested in this topic this episode was inspired by a show called things that aren't here anymore it wasn't a show it was a movie it aired on PBS in 1995 and then there was a sequel in 1998 and basically it was a movie about things and attractions that were in Southern California but are no longer here. But that was more like for things that existed during the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Things like ostrich farms, crocodile farms, and I think lion farms, and these other really cool restaurants and bars. Anyway, it's pretty fun. If you're into those eras or just want to learn, number four, Kmart. There's lots of memories here for me. Kmart was a really big store that had blue light specials, and we'll get to those later, but as of now, there's only nine Kmarts left in the United States. 
Well, three on the United States, the rest are in Guam and Puerto Rico. And growing up, we called it La Kmart. The thing that stands out the most for me growing up with Kmart was, it seems every time we'd go, I'd get lost and start crying. And the loudspeaker lady would have to call for my mom on the loudspeaker thing. And then my mom would get mad because I'd embarrass her because I'd always be crying. And I'm told that I'd, I'd be yelling and, <laughs> and, and asking why she left me at the store and it was bad. But later on, it became a great place for Christmas shopping and the exclusive retailer for John Cena clothes. And if you remember the last episode, I mentioned my love for Rosie O'Donnell. And the most memorable commercials for me, as far as Kmart goes, are the commercials that Rosie did with Penny Marshall. Especially the ones during Christmas season and, uh, not Flash Friday. That's Tom Likas. That's the, uh, Black Friday. Um, I, I love those commercials and I remember those commercials very well. And important thing is Walmart didn't come to the West Coast till later. And in my state, like around 1990. So I remember going to Kmart a lot. Uh, the biggest stores that I we used to go to were Kmart and Sears. And Kmart used to be famous for saying... Attention Kmart shoppers. And then they would make an announcement. And one of the biggest announcements they would make would be the blue light specials. And the blue light specials were pretty much informing the whole store. Hey, you better get over here to this specific section because for right now, this thing is on special and it's really cheap. So come come over here. Come, come run and get it. And that was very 80s because it was conditioning shoppers to buy it now. Buy it now, come on, come on, it's only for sale for a little bit, come get it now. And then if you couldn't afford what was on sale, you could put it on layaway, which means you pay a little bit at a time. And I believe, I mean, there had to be some interest charge for it, right? I, mean, I don't know, I didn't, I never, I never did layaway things. I paid in full. Anyway, Kmart was great. Here we are, the big kickoff to the whole season. I don't know. I'm not in the mood. I know exactly how to get you in that holiday spirit. Anything but singing. I think we should sing. Oh, no. It's the holiday season and Kmart has for me. Trees that last forever, lights for any weather. Blender's good for mixing, tools just right for fixing. Famous TV labels, most of which take... Cable? Number three. Sears. Sears was a department store that as far as I know, always led into a shopping mall, much like Sam Goody. Um, interestingly enough, Sears owns Kmart, and both Sears and Kmart have YouTube channels with old videos on them. And they're also both online retailers now. But Sears was a big Christmas destination, um, much like Kmart, and it was infamous for a couple things. The Sears Portrait Studio, where people would dress fancy and go take pictures of themselves and their families or their children. You ever see an ugly child in a picture and the parents showing it off and like, look at, look at Leslie. And you're like, oh, yeah, cute. There was a lot of ugly children that got their pictures taken at Sears Portrait Studio. But Sears was also the exclusive retailer for Craftsman Tools and then Caremore Appliances, which some people still have in their homes. And also, the Sears catalog. 
You see, back in the old, olden days, before there were stores, retailers used to send catalogs to people's homes, and then they would circle what they would want and order it. Kind of like a scholastic book order form for adults. That's a great analogy. So then they would send what they want, and then they would be delivered to their homes. But this was before there was stores, physical stores that started popping up everywhere. Even then, Sears continued to do and send out their catalogs. And Sears is probably one of the most famous stores for keeping their catalog alive, especially during the holiday season. And much like Kmart, they had a lot of holiday commercials that used to play. Um, Sears always had the same line at the end of every commercial for a while. It was, come see the softer side of Sears. But they would sing it. But I'm not going to sing it for you because I'm not, a, I'm not a dancing monkey. You can listen to that on YouTube or the clip I'm going to play. But... Uh, during the holiday season, they used to have a lot of commercials, and I remember watching Home Alone during Thanksgiving, and I'd say about 80% of the commercials were Sears commercials, Sears Christmas commercials, and I remember this because I taped it. I remember also the only other time I had ever seen a single product or company be a commercial for something was in Mexico when I was watching The Wizard of Oz and literally every single commercial was a commercial for Bimbo. Bimbo! Like every commercial. So then later on when I was watching Home Alone I was like oh almost every commercial is a Sears commercial because Sears was I guess sponsoring the movie. You know when they say brought to you by Sears that's what it was. Unfortunately there are no Sears around me. The closest one I just checked is about 35 miles away. And that's sad because Sears was started in 1925. And now there's only 235 locations left out of, in their heyday, they had about 2,300. Which is sad to go from that to the 235 they have now. But um, on the plus side, I still have my Sears card that I got when my comadre worked there and I got it to help her out. And I wonder if it still works. I wonder if it expired. Let me check. Hey lover, how about some garden supplies? Seed covers just like these. Forts with vents and flares. Electric cookware, if you please. You'll be the first place. I'll always try, cause just like me. Number two, Blockbuster. Blockbuster was a vibe, as the kids say. So much so that they even had it in, as a tagline of their commercials, make it a Blockbuster night. So most people know Blockbuster, but maybe not the immense power it had on this country when it was the dominant video chain rental place. So now there's only one Blockbuster left in Bend, Oregon, and there's a documentary about it, and then there's like an upcoming show about uh, the last Blockbuster on Earth in Oregon. But back in the day, Friday and Saturday nights were finna be lit. If you were at Blockbuster renting out a couple movies, your night was set. So you picked up some snacks or popcorn, and, and then you were good, ready to make it a Blockbuster night. Oh, also towards the end of the run, it was... They had this thing where it was guaranteed to be there. And I, I mean, I don't know how they did it or what they did if it wasn't there. Because every time I went, um, the, the movie was there. 
But I imagine with popular titles like Titanic, E.T., or La Risa en Vacaciones, it was it was gonna be tough. But yeah, I, I never I never found out what happened if it wasn't there. You probably got like a rain check or something. But uh, I cannot lie, Blockbuster was great. But most of my friends and I usually rented at the mom and pop shops. They seem to have more variety, uh, the bead curtain doors, and then the little horror stickers on the VHSs to classify horror movies. But also they were a lot cheaper. Sometimes it was like a dollar versus six or seven dollars at Blockbuster. So as my dad and many other parents used to say, Tan locos! Hey, why are Dave and Jenny tonight? Clean it! What is it, oven cleaning night? <laughs> From comedy to romance, Blockbuster has 9,000 ways to enjoy the nightlife right at home. Those who don't know what they're missing. So instead of going out, make it a Blockbuster night. Before we get to the number one spot, let's look at some honorable mentions. You guys know how much I love Sesame Street, but did you know that there was a Sesame Street general store open? Yes, it opened in 1990 in South Coast Plaza in Costa Mesa, California. And it closed in 1998. And I remember going to the store a couple times. And there was a big Oscar the Grouch animatronic guy outside in a trash can. Who kids would hit the trash can and try to throw things in it. But he would talk and tell you to scram or go away. But then on the inside of the store was a bunch of educational toys and... Things like watches and shirts featuring some of the Sesame Street characters. But unfortunately, it did not last. Then there was also the Warner Brothers Studio Store, which was cool because it had Hanna-Barbera things and DC comic things, which we hadn't seen before, uh, sold here before a lot, uh, along with Warner Brothers things, of course. Um, But I think they came in a little too late. There was a time, at least in... California where there was a very popular image of Taz and Bugs Bunny in crisscross poses with their jerseys uh, put on the opposite way and their backwards hats leaning against each other. Those things were everywhere and nobody got sued I don't think because people took the liberties with those. The Warner Brothers Studio Store. Great gifts to wear. My shorts. And great gifts to wait. <laughs> Call 1-800-4-WARNER for the Warner Brothers Studio Store nearest you. <laughs> I remember my local store being open for only two, three years tops. On the book front, there was Borders and Walden Books, which both ended in 2011. And then there was Mervyn's. Mervyn's was a department store that to my knowledge, it was only a standalone store. It wasn't connected to any malls or anything, so it was just very boring to me. Kind of like Kohl's now, where it's just a department store, and it's boring and yellow inside. Anyway, they were very popular during the 80s and 90s, specifically the 90s. They had a lot of commercials also. Um, I'll play a little bit, and you can tell how 90s it is by the harmonica sound. I can't believe I almost missed it! Don't miss saving 60% on all fine jewelry, 14-karat gold, diamonds, and sterling silver. Well, I didn't exactly almost miss it, but I am only four hours early. Save throughout the store during Mervyn's Super Sale starting Saturday, 8 a.m. Open, open, open. 
you know, we talk about encouraging shopping the way Kmart did, but Mervyn's had a campaign where it was open, open campaign where commercials had the people, usually women, um, in front of the store before it opened, pounding on the door and yet and saying to open the store, open, open. And I know from someone that worked at a Mervyn's told me that people started doing that in real life, pounding on the doors before the store was open and yelling to open, thinking it was cute. But it just shows you how commercials and media can influence people and their actions. And finally, number one. The best store and probably the favorite of a lot of you listening, Toys R Us. Toys R Us was a giant, giant toy store, of course, where they sold toys. And it was one of my favorites because you could go there and any toy that you wanted or saw in commercials would be there. And... I had always heard about shopping sprees, and do we still have those? I don't think we have those anymore, right? They, um, there'd be some shopping sprees at Toys R Us where they would have kids get a shopping cart and then in like two minutes or whatever, five minutes, grab as many toys as they could fit in there, and then that's what they would keep. Anyway, again, conditioning, shopping. But I remember Toys R Us was cool during Halloween. During Halloween, they would give kind of like Happy Meals with... Uh, candy and little things inside i remember one time i got some gummy bears amazing free gummy bears and they were in halloween shapes it was cool anyway toys r us for me was how i learned to play video games and the newest video games but every time every time i went there there would always be a kid playing the games for a long time Typically, you're supposed to give up the control after the game resets or pauses when the sample thing is done. But every time, I would see a kid there, and maybe it was, maybe it was just in my particular Toys R Us, but it'd always be this Asian kid. And then he'd get done playing after a while, and they would always mention how, oh, I have this game at home and I, I want to play. Like, why are you playing at the toy store when you have the game at home? Those of us who have never played the game, don't even have the system, are trying to see what it's like. And you're, like, cogging there because you're trying to get to level 3, even though you could just do it at home. It always bugged me a little bit. Anyway, I got to play uh, Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. And I got to play Virtual Boy. You remember Virtual Boy? It wasn't very good then, and it's not very good now. But I remember when we did buy video games, they kept them locked up in a secret cage up at the front. So you'd get the little paper and then pay for it. And then you would get the game at the cage at the front. My parents used to call the store La Jirafa because Jeffrey, the giraffe, was a mascot of the store. And he was very cute. A little cartoon giraffe with, I think he had a family too. And then sometimes he would be at the store. Like the real Jeffrey would be there, and you get to you get to say hi. Um, but then after Toys R Us kind of went into bankruptcy or was kind of going into bankruptcy, they changed how Jeffrey looked, and so now it's just some goofy-looking giraffe, and it's not the same. But back in the day, Jeffrey was a man, and Toys R Us literally had every toy that you could want. I bought so many figures there, and video games and game boards and domino rallies and so many cool things it was great for a kid to just be lost in a store full of toys was awesome and now it's not there anymore actually as of July 2022 
they made a Toys R Us is making some kind of deal with Macy's and they're having like mini Toys R Us mini Toys R Us sections at, at Macy's. So they're like, oh, we're back, but are you really? Toys R Us has the Big Bird Halloween costume and the Yoda Halloween costume for trick-or-treating. <laughs> So I miss all these stores and I wish that they could all come back. And this list was compiled by stores that I miss as well as stores that you sent to me on our Instagram page uh, on a poll. And so if there's other stores, you can you can send those to or mention those, I guess. Um, but these are the top ones. And I hear now that shopping malls are on an endangered species list, which... I hope they survive because shopping malls are awesome and they represent a time in all of our youth when we were we went somewhere to escape and be fun and eat gross food and look at girls or boys and I really hope that they stay. And now as always our random pop culture fact for the episode and today's fact it's going to harken back to Sesame Street because I love Sesame Street. And did you know that Oscar the Grouch was originally orange? For the first two seasons, he was an orange orange guy. And then he went to a swamp, and that's how they explained him becoming green. Hmm. Once again, you have been listening to American Latino Nostalgia. And as always, hit us up on Instagram, a.l.pod. I love hearing from you, but now we're going to slow it down and reminisce about stories that we've lost in the past with an angelic voice until next time